everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown. So come find us. Yes, video stores still exist, guys. And as always, I am in a new part of the video store. Uh, not still the same, still the same part in the Central Florida location, but a new part of the video store with the Honorable Tesla. And the fantastic Miss Frida. And as always is, of course, the illustrious But Maestro. How's it going, buddy? Hello, everyone. Uh, hi, Admiral. Thank you. Uh, and welcome back to Cinema Gems, y'all. Or, uh, yeah, before we get into this, I think we should welcome potentially some newer people. I don't know. The Admiral and I have both Possibly. been plugging the show like crazy. So if that's working at all, hi, welcome. Uh, if this is your first time listening to Cinema Gems, good luck, uh, but also thank you uh, and welcome. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit we love. That's it. We're not promising this is going to be super informative. It's just like if you're doing something, this is good background noise, probably. Right, Admiral? Yeah, that's all we're good for. Good background <laughs> noise. That's it. We we do Let's be honest. a we know, little bit of research. We know what we're good at. We know what we're good at. Good. Oh, by the way. Good night, Dead Tom. Oh, good night, Dead Tom. I'm, I'm potentially starting a new D&D campaign with Dead Tom soon, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, but Maestro, do you want to tell the listeners what we're reviewing this week? It's Okay, so we've reviewed season one of Loki a year or two ago when that came out. Uh, this is going to be season two of the Disney Plus Marvel series Loki. Now, I know what y'all are thinking if you've been keeping up with gems on uh, lowrainpictures.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, we haven't done a lot of Marvel recently, have we, Admiral? No. Uh, and that's kind of on purpose because most of them have been meh at best. And we're not the first people to point this out. And we, you probably know that too. You've probably skipped through or just not bothered with the majority of Marvel things that have come out recently, except maybe like uh, across the Spider Verse. But uh, that's an association with Marvel. Exactly, though. it's not exactly. It's not yeah. Marvel proper. Marvel Studios. Uh, that being said, Loki is its own thing. Uh, because I, I guess. I don't keep up with Doctor Who, but I, I'm assuming Loki is now what you watch when you're waiting for new Doctor Who. Does it scratch that same Loki, itch? Loki, yes, I will agree with you on that. Short, Link, lanky short British answer, man traveling yes. through time and space. Yeah, with a with a uh, Loki <laughs> companion. Yeah, Loki is what Doctor Who used to be, and now that Doctor Who is back with David Tennant and Russell T. Davis as showrunner. Um, it, they got that Disney money, by the way. Just want to point that out there, that the they got that Disney money, um, the new Doctor Who. And it's on. you can watch it on Disney+. Plus. I suggest checking it out. I thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, yeah. um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's just me personally, but I love just about everything Doctor Who. But we're not talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about Loki. So, yes answer to your question about my show yes loki's basically marvel's answer to doctor who but done properly i i agree i think it scratches the same itch of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff especially this season 
the the first season felt yes. very on rails where loki is being taken from place to place with a specific purpose of we are hunting down this thing on this timeline this season there's a lot more just accidentally stumbling through time and he's not sure how to control it oh and also before we go any further we should specify that it's been over two weeks since it's been uh the final episode has been released well when this comes out which gives us just enough time for the admiral and i and our smooth brains to figure out what's going on in this show yes it is so we're gonna go ahead and kind of not run through episode by episode but Hey, remember this. Hey, remember that. So if we talk about spoilers, guys, sorry. Do you really want to know sorry. what's going on in the show? It's been Watch the show. We will do our best to give bare bones descriptions. Uh, and honestly, those bare bones descriptions are loosely based off of what we're reading on Wikipedia and IMDb. And kind of what we remember off the top of our heads. Yeah. That That's how we do this yeah. show. A peek behind the very thin um... curtain. We're so low, we're, we're so low budget. We don't even physically have a curtain. We have a bed sheet. Let's be honest, y'all. My soundproofing behind my microphone is a bunch of pieces of scrap foam I found at Swapper Jacks years ago. <laughs> I don't really have any. I just have a metal. What's what's the what's that thing that uh, the um, the uh, instrument the people who play instruments the musicians they have that, that stand. Hold up it's a music, music stand, Admiral. <laughs> I have that amazing behind my mic. That's it. That's I mean, all it I sounds fine on my end. That's all I got. And anytime I've listened to the episodes on lowbrainpictures.com, I think I think it sounds pretty good. Ooh, nice plug. Thank man. you. I, I mean, nice we've been doing this together for what five plus years? Uh, almost six. It'll be six in next. Damn, dude. Oscar. Let Let's get a little wibbly wobbly. Uh, and start with episode okay. one right. title. So, Ouroboros. Or OB. Admiral, repeat Oro-B. after me. Oro. Boros. Ouroboro. You, you started calling it Aurora Boros. Ouroboro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, but he's OB. also known as. OB. Uh, well, okay. So here's the thing. The title in this episode not only alludes to the new character we are meeting in episode one, but also very much reference, like hinting out of the gate, telling us, hey, time in this series is cyclical. And everything, like, I, I had a feeling that everything that happened in this season would just be time looping on itself and bring us back to where we were at the end of season one. Uh, and spoiler alert, I was exactly right. And I'm very happy about that, because the title of this first episode gives it away right up front. Time is a loop. It's a, it's all going to yeah. come back to itself. Uh, Loki, at the end of season one, uh, is randomly slipping through time, the past and future and present or whatever of the TVA. Uh, while the TVA is in chaos because all the timelines are going fucky-wucky. And him and uh, a confused Owen Wilson bump into Ouroboros. Kiki Kwan. Yep. 
what what did you do you think he got this role because of everything everywhere all at once 100 percent, and i'm so glad he did i don't know what it is but it's the wonder like child glee that he has and he captures it perfectly and his acting is just so amazing it's so amazing it's it's a really fun simplicity that he brings to the character where he yep. is 100 percent focused on this one thing and without realizing it literally writes the book on time travel literally writes yeah. the book on making this place that exists outside of time and space function properly literally and writes then, the damn book and then didn't he in a couple episodes afterwards he also wrote another one but it took 19 months because he got fired from his job and his wife left him yep uh, yeah, episode one really just sets up all of the kind of wibbly-wobbly stuff that we're going to be experiencing throughout this season. And the main kind of problem in these first two episodes is that a bunch of the hunters at the TVA are trying to... Their solution to saving time is going out and pruning every single branch of time that is splitting off uncontrollably from the... Uh, Prime timeline from the what do they call it the sacred timeline the sacred timeline and we're we're getting a lot of big philosophical questions of is the timeline that we call the sacred timeline the right one to be going because the people on all these other timelines are just as human and real as we are. And we are committing mass genocide. Entire worlds, entire timelines. Entire universes. Absolutely murdering them, snuffing them from existence. Entire universes, let's be honest. The, the TVA at this point is fucking evil. Yeah. And they keep trying to skirt around how absolutely fucking insidiously evil that is. To be committing genocide on this much of a mass scale. That's why uh, uh, B-15 is having such a huge existential yes. crisis. And that's what I love most about this is it is makes you wonder. It makes you think. It makes B-15 more than a, just a mindless drone. Yep. She actually has thoughts. She actually wonders about what's going on. Yep. This, this is a good look, in my opinion, into... Uh, what could have happened if they didn't waste their time on uh, in yeah on John Boyega's character in uh, Star Wars Neutral? Yeah, I would agree with you on I that. Just, one. I I wanted to love that character, yeah. and I wanted John Boyega to really, really get shine, but he didn't get to, and it was a product of lazy writing. And that fucking sucks. That's Disney for you. B-15 did not get that treatment, did not get shafted, in my opinion. This character, this actor, really got to shine in big existential emotional moments, which was really cool. So, uh, basically, Loki has to control his time slipping, um, and once he gets the green light on a timer that he has, he has to be pruned, and then... Uh, Owen Wilson's character has to harpoon him Mobius. from Love Mobius, huh? Love Mobius. Yeah, oh yeah, no. We can talk more about Mobius shortly, but yeah, no. You describing the whole mechanism thing where they have to harpoon him, send from the harpoon time. out into yeah. The, yeah, yeah, and they do it, and 
then he controls his time slipping. Uh, and then in that in that mid credit, uh, there's a mid credit scene in that episode, um, and basically we get 1982, uh, Broxton, oh, Oklahoma. I was about to say Ohio, but Broxton, yep. Oklahoma, um, and we get to see Sylvie is on a uh, a deviated timeline, and yep. she starts to eat McDonald's from 1982. She's working at a McDonald's in 1982. She's just having a normal. Well, not god of chaos life well that's next episode that we see her working but, oh yeah um but yeah breaking brad uh so basically uh loki mobius and uh b15 uh go to f- go to london in 1977 uh to get uh x5 uh because he is living on the sacred timeline making his life the way he wants to because hey he what he does as a job doesn't matter anymore so he's like why don't i just go and do this like i could just live the life that i want to live exactly um so basically he does that they capture him they bring him back uh but they can't fix or is it fix or have access to the temporal loom because of he who remains is aura yeah it 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 it's convoluted. Techno mumble. There's lot. There's lots of techno babble in this, but in the context of the episodes, the techno babble is kind of easy to follow. They they do that on purpose. You can tell that people who've written these episodes have watched enough Star Trek to know the formula for easy to follow techno babble. But it is just that it's not scientific. It's techno babble. Yep. Uh, and so then, very well written techno babble. Yeah. And so then we get to one of my favorite episodes, uh, eighteen ninety three. Love this episode. I do like this episode a whole lot. The Chicago World's Fair is amazing. Um, I'm also kind of glad, but also not. I also wish they would have acknowledged that uh, uh, H.H. Holmes was out and about during this Chicago World's Fair murdering people as the world as the America's first serial killer. Spoiler alert. History happens. Just saying. God. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, we basically see uh, Victor Timely create a mock-up loom, um, and uh, he get, he swindles all this money out of people, and that's what I love he, about Victor Timely. And it, while doing it, he insists, you know, his ideas are viable and doable. He just doesn't have currently the technology to pull it off. Exactly. 100%. Which is exactly what a scam artist, scam artist in that era would say. Yeah. It's, it should work, but due to the limitations of the time. But it ends up being he really was limited by the technology of the time. Also, it helped that when he was a child, someone dropped off a copy of the TVA handbook for him to study for his whole life. Which, that was, uh, wasn't that uh, Renslayer? Rav- uh, Ravona Renslayer. Yeah. Which... We, we do see a good bit of... When Loki is kind of wibbly-wobbly-ing through time, we do hear a meeting between him and Renslayer. So, kind of dropping the first hints of they were, slash, are very much in cahoots. Yeah. Well, basically, she had her mind wiped um, uh, because of there was a... The war that was alluded to in the first season, um, the big multiverse war was alluded to and we get to hear 
uh, He Who Remains and Renslayer talk about it. And which, by the way, I'm sorry, but can you like that hologram was so small. Can you like broaden that hologram so I don't have to hunch over to watch it? Thank you. That's just me. That's just me, maybe. I agree. Uh, But so basically we get to see how uh, Renslayer was in love with the the visuals and the future of He Who Remains, a.k.a. Kang. Correct. Oh, and I love that his laboratory is in Wisconsin because uh, for tax purposes. I love that. (laughs) I was like, that is hilarious. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, And so then we uh oh and don't you like th- we see who uh we get to see he who remains decaying corpse i thought that was a good like they didn't clean it off they're just like it's there now it's <laughs> just there uh do you want to talk about the heart of the tva i feel like the heart of the tva and science fiction can kind of be like combined together if that makes sense you read my mind like you those ab- two episodes they're just like they compact together they do. They really lead into each other uh, because it is a lot of techno babble. is a lot of running around the TVA trying to hurry up and fix stuff. It is a lot of kind of manipulating the flow of time for Loki to be in the right place at the right time, talking to the right person and having a conversation that directly ties into a conversation that's happening at another point in time. Um, yeah. Loki's uh, and then he, slipping this is where and, yeah. he, Loki prunes himself? Yep. He he pruned his other self that we saw at the beginning of this series. Yep. And, oh, and then I like how they're like, we need to turn off the safety matters to reset Miss Minutes, but all people using magic will be able to use it. And I love how Loki and Sylvia are like, do it! <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> Fucking great. I, I will say, big props to this show. Every time uh, uh, Sylvie and Loki got to bust out the god powers, was awesome. It was absolutely oh, fucking it was fantastic. Amazing. It's it great to amazing. be reminded that this dude is more than just a dude being ripped through time. He is one of the Asgardian gods. And so yeah. is his variant. Uh, so, basically, they get Victor Timely, they set everything up. They do everything, but while this is going on, uh, Renslayer, Miss Minutes, and Brad, aka X5, decides to kill every other AWOL TVA agent, and I'm glad they don't show it, because the sound itself is horrible. Yeah. Why Why does it need to crunch that way? That's just me. That's yeah, that, you know, that scene was uh, oof. Big, big oof. And the, the, the distinction on Brad's face when he looked a little bit, but then didn't, but then went back to looking and not looking. Yeah. Such a great, such great acting from it. And, and that's um, one thing that really carries this season is the quality of actors blocking the set design, uh, the writing, and all of the... the I feel like the actors were given the right tools to tell a really good story in this season. And was it wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey? Yeah, it fucking was. Did it make sense as it was going? I think so. No, it did. I rewatched it with Patron when she got back. Um, 
uh, in Florida, and I rewatched it with her the the three or four episodes she missed, and I saw, like, I was like, oh, oh, oh okay, oh, all right, cool, yep, okay, yep, like I I could see like, oh, it's setting it up, it's doing other things, it's alluding to, cool, yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree that it did do its job, it did its job. Um, but we're also need to talk about how, uh, Obi and Victor Timely geek out over meeting each other. Meeting. It's so fun. It's just a really fun scene. (laughs) So it's, it's like, it's basically like when you meet a pen pal or you meet a gaming friend after so many years of like understanding understanding their the way they're talking understanding their insights and get to meet them and just be like cool let's geek out really this is best case scenario in any parasocial relationship understand it is not uh, it is an exception to the rule yes don't don't expect Um, don't expect that your heroes are going to be awesome every time you meet your heroes you know no not at all uh but i guess basically uh, that's me and you whenever I see you uh, in New Orleans. Oh, 100%. Again. Just like, yes. Absolutely. Victor Timely freaks out because he doesn't understand that he has to put his head into uh, the machine yep. and thinks his head's going to explode, which nope, I thought that it was goes, a nice little detail. It goes just right. Uh, and everything's going just right until he steps out the door. Spaghettifies himself. Instantly. Instant spaghettification. Everyone spaghettifies except for Loki. Yep. And which leads us dovetail right into the next episode. It happens. Glorious purpose. No. Oh, no, no, no. Not that one. I'm talking about the the, the dual part. Oh, science fiction? Uh, Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see where you're going. Basically, Loki has to control his time slipping, so he time slips and meets uh, people in their own timelines yep and i think it was such a great job how we got to see i really wish that i would have seen owen wilson's character on an actual jet ski in the water but i was fine with it being (laughs) on land because they did have a nice little like thing behind him like hey he's jet skiing Ooh, ooh. I, I thought it was really fun to see this character back in his natural element. Even if his natural element is a little cringy, you can tell that about Mobius. Yeah. No, I would 100% agree with you. Because he's alright with it. He loves it. Uh, and his wife left him or died? There's no specification of what happened? unclear all we really know is uh he is a single dad yep doing his fucking best with two boys yep and i like that uh b15 was a doctor in new york thought that was cool yep uh and then what's his face um oh i know him ob ob you know he's a physicist and i love that he tries to buy his own book (laughs) i thought that was hilarious uh no, the other guy I know I know him as Donkey Doug from um, uh, the Good Place. Oh, uh, but what's his name? Uh, five. Hmm. X Five. No, not X Five. Not Brad. 
what's his face? What's his face? What's his face? Oh, uh, Eugene uh, Cordet. Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that he's on oh. Alcatraz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Trying to escape from Alcatraz. Yeah. Uh, Loki assembles all of the slightly out of time uh, crew members to essentially kind of recapture what worked about the TVA. Uh, and wow, does that fall apart. Oh, 100%. Spaghettification happens again. Spoiler alert. Yep. Um, but Loki is immune to it and kind of realizes it's his fault. Yeah, because he tried to make it happen. He tried to do this. He wanted things to go a certain way, but it can't because he goes back even further and this is what, episode eight, Glorious Purpose? And we get to see him and original Mobius talk. And it was a nice conversation that we didn't need to see, but a nice... I'm so glad we did, though. Oh, 100%. A nice realization of Loki's character growth as a character, but also Tom Hiddleston giving a a hell of a fucking amazing acting job. Incredible performance stupendous performance this whole episode of loki finding himself in the loop uh of the of them trying to can you know redo and expand the temporal loom uh and redoing this process over and over and over again the light bulb in his brain when he's like how long would it take me to understand all of math and all the tva thing centuries decades centuries Okay, cool. Centuries later. Loki has put himself in this loop for centuries. That they they put it in a title card, but that's a lot to wrap your brain around. Because that's a lot of time to be doing the same thing over and fucking over again. Yeah, and it shows how much he's like, I love when they're like, oh, okay, we'll go do this. Okay, cool. Loki, what are you doing? How do you... Like what? What Loki? What do you do? Lo, what? How do you know all this? Oh, again, again, again. Oh, Got to be faster this time. Yes, you're Ob. Yes, you're Victor Timely. Yes, you wrote your book on top of you. Yeah, the reason you did that was you. Blah blah blah. Okay, cool. Meet each other. Cool. Let's go. I thought that was nice. And at a certain point, uh, he uh, by deleting the branches. Uh, he comes into a, well, I, I guess, a failsafe with He Who Remains. He slips into the moment before Sylvie kills He Who Remains and is trying to bargain with, with both of them um, and realizes that he has been stuck in this moment in an infinite loop and there's no way to prevent this. Except and he who remains goes, what makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? Yep. I yep. feel that with what's going on with Jonathan Majors, look, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he is guilty or whatever because innocent until proven guilty. But 
I feel like this is the best version of Kang that we will ever get from Jonathan Majors. You're probably right. Because he's just having fun with it. None of the other Marvel properties so far have handled him nearly as well. No. No. Because this this character has a gravitas to him. And even Victor Timely has a fun gravitas to him. Yeah. But because Loki's the Loki series can dovetail into different variants of it he can have he can play with all of the characterizations that he is right like he can do everything but in another marvel movie or whatever other series that they have going on if they don't have the same uh creative control from the showrunner of loki then you won't get the same acting credibility of that actor right but basically uh him and uh him Loki and He Who Remains have a conversation and you get to geek out and nerd out because you see little things about here and there and this all things and all that's going on. And basically, basically, um, He Who Remains is like, look, you either kill me or you kill her. That's your two choices. What are you going to do? Control everything? So, Loki basically sacrifices his life to sit on a throne of timelines to make sure that every single living creature can afford to live in a in a moment of beautiful poetry this particular loki variant becomes the tree yggdrasil yes the tree of time he, yeah, yes. it's it's fucking beautiful. Not gonna lie, I geeked out. I fucking cried. I thought it was fucking cool. I thought the yeah. the individual timelines becoming tendrils in his cape and his helmet were so goddamn cool. Uh, and I'm also really happy that this series took time throughout the series to show us to remind us. Yeah, hey, Loki has god powers. He's, he's choosing not to use yeah. them half the time, but he still has god powers. Or he can't Good use them. Good thing they kept reminding us that, because this super god mode out of left field at the end would have felt way more out of left field. Yeah. Um, or he can't use them because of the TVA. Right. Um, but no, so basically we get to see the viewpoint that Loki is lonely. He is sitting on a throne for all of time and he can't do anything about it. And, but uh, we get to see the inner workings of Mobius, of um, uh, Frank, of uh, B-15 to talk about, oh, hey, look, let's look up for these other variants of Kang. Oh, hey, uh, Earth-616 took care of it. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, that was Ant-Man 3. That was Ant-Man 3, guys. That's what that was. Uh, and so then... We get to see, basically, that that's it. That's the end of the series. And as of right now, as of recording, there is no season three of Loki. The creator, the lead writer of Loki says he has no plans for season three. He told the story that he wanted to in the first, in the two seasons. And I stand by that. Loki is still my favorite Loki is still my favorite Marvel series. Agreed. It. Big I agree. don't. 
I don't need a season three. This show, in my opinion, has more rewatch value than any of the other Marvel shows so far. Uh, except 100% for agree. maybe a little bit of WandaVision. Uh, but knowing what happens in Multiverse of Madness really soured WandaVision for me. I can you know see what I that. mean? I can see that. All right, guys. So here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. Full gem, an amazing movie slash series. Half gem, a, you know, mediocre it's right. It's all right. movie slash series. And no gem, a horrible movie or series. But Maestro, what do you give Loki season two? Season two was the perfect app on uh, a story that could have gone on forever because of how wibbly wobbly timey wimey it is it could have like we mentioned at the beginning could have been uh disney and marvel's forever long uh answer to doctor who but i'm so happy that they decided this series is so much better with a beginning middle and uh and it was telling a very purposeful story and loki this variant of loki at least found his glorious purpose at the end of time, holding the branches together, which is why this season and series to me is a big whole gem. I loved it. I can't wait to go back and watch it again. And I can't say that about a lot of Marvel properties right now. I also give it um, a full gem. Uh, besides Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, this is probably my favorite Marvel um, chapter in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe right. this year. Me too. Like this year. Uh, yes, I went to go see the Marvels. It wasn't as bad as people says it was. It was good. Um, yes, uh, Secret uh, Secret Invasion was as bad as you think it is. Probably worse. Secret Invasion was really bad. It, it was. It, it was so bad. The Bumeister was like, hey, should I watch it? I go, don't waste your time. Uh, go watch no. Nando V movies uh, pitch for an alternative version of Secret War because that's so much oh. better than the series we got. I watched that on Nebula the other day. It was good. Nice. Uh, but guys, uh, so next week um, we actually decided before we start recording. Um, but my sure, did you want to give a little sneak peek to no. our review? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to make the listeners come back next week and find out the damn selves. Sorry, I love y'all, um, but we're not going to give that much away completely for free. We already do this I show mean, for free. What more do you want? It, 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 it we we decided that we did like 4 weeks of current stuff, so we're going to go back into the anniversary vault. So, it is an anniversary. So you get that. That's as much as you're going to get. That's fair. Um would you agree yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, and look, okay? the, the more astute, devoted listeners, if there are any, uh, can Google anniversaries and, and do the math and find out. Good luck. Love y'all. Uh, yes. Yes, guys. Um, we just want to say thank you to Marty and the Arrogant Zerber for allowing us to be on your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys... Just remember to take some time for yourself before you can help others. You cannot pour from an empty cup, guys. That is and also, so we just want much to thank more important all... around the holiday season than any other time. Really be, we're not saying be selfish, 
but take care of yourself so then you can take care of others. Exactly. Um, and also, guys, we just want to thank the Swapper Jack, Swapper Jack's Jack's friends, friends and family. And f- yep. Exactly. Uh, we, we love all the for feedback there, y'all give us. For giving us ideas. Yep. And if you have any more, you can send us at cinemagems15, that's the numbers one and five, at gmail.com. Uh, look, if you send us anything to read and say we can read it on air, we'll read it on air. Make up a name for yourself so we I don't check- use a real name on air because we don't like using real names. You think Buttmeister is my real fucking name? Wow. I thought it was. You picked it. You picked you it. You picked it. I picked Maestro. You picked it. And then you said, okay, cool, but Maestro. I don't have the text conversation right. anymore anymore because it's two phones ago. But I think it's lost in the feed. Oh, it really is. <laughs> Call back. Um and I did check the uh I did check the Gmail bag. Um and nothing right now. Well, nothing. Y'all get on that. Then send us shit exactly. to read on air. We'll fucking do it. Uh, or or if you know us personally, you can send us a text message. That'll work, too. That'll work, too. That's whatever you guys want. Um, all right, guys. We will see you next week. But remember to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. But remember, guys, to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. Love y'all. See ya.